This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Mariner's Pod. Great to have you with us. I hope you had a great weekend. We're going to talk about the Mariner's weekend in Texas. It was a wild one. Also, Shannon Dreher sat down with Kendall Graveman. Very good conversation. That's going to come up in a few minutes as well. You don't want to miss that. Also, the Mariners will take on the Dodgers after an off day today, a two-game series. We'll briefly touch on that as well to end this five-game road trip. Speaking of this road trip, it was a great start to this trip. The first game of the series on Friday was a thriller. J.P. Crawford hitting his first home run of the season. Here's the stretch and the next pitch on the way, swinging a line shot into right field and down the line, and this one is gone. Goodbye, baseball. J.P. Crawford with his first home run of the season, and that ties the game at 4-4. Four to four. And then Mitch Hanniger breaking a tie in the seventh inning to give the Mariners the win. The next pitch. Swinging a ground ball, finds left field. Here comes Trammell rounding third. Dahls throw home to the plate, and it is not in time. Trammell scores standing. Hanniger slides in, spikes first to second. The tag is down. It's late. And the Mariners get in front with two outs of the seventh. Mitch Hanniger drives in the go-ahead run. It's 5-4. to four. Of course, it was the lead at the time. Eventually a win, thanks to the bullpen. Masevich, an inning and two-thirds. Graveman closes it down. Chris Flexen scattered ten hits in six and a third. A rocky start to the game, but settled in. And the Mariners took game one of the series, which was great to see. Game two got pretty nuts. Mariners got some offense early. Great to see Evan White with a big one. Here is Evan White with a swing and a fly ball deep to left field. Calhoun going back, looking up, and this one is gone. Into the upper deck in left. Evan White with his second home run of the season. And it gives the Mariners a 4-0 lead here in the top of the second. And that has got to feel great for that young man from Columbus, Ohio. He also mixed in a double as well. He had a couple hits. Uh, Mariners, no shortage of offense. White with the home run. Kyle Seeger went deep. Luis Torrens broke a tie late in the ballgame as well. King ready, the left-hander, the wind-up, and the 1-1 pitch. Swing and a fly ball down the right field line and deep. Going back, Gallo to the one. He tracked to the wall. Goodbye, baseball. Into the front row, Luis Torrens with his second home run of the season unties it here in the top of the eighth inning. It's now the Mariners seven and the Rangers six, number two for Terenz, an opposite field home run to right. How about that? And the Mariners have the lead here in the top of the eighth. The Mariners a seven to six lead at that point, but they couldn't hold it. Texas a three spot in the eighth. Mariners come back with one more in the ninth, but not enough. Nine to eight as... The Rangers get the win. Kyle Lewis on the base hit gets thrown out at home plate to end the ball game. Really a heartbreak way for the ball game to end. Mariners pile on runs early, but 
Their plan was thwarted. It was not a bullpen day. Eric Swanson had a true bullpen day against Baltimore where seven different pitchers pitched against Baltimore. This one against Texas was supposed to be Swanson with the start and then LJ Newsom to back him up as a bolt guy. And the plan was for those two to give the Mariners the majority of the inning. So subtly different between a true bullpen game. This was more of a opener bulk guy start. But LJ struggled was hurt, went on the IL after the fact. So what was supposed to be uh, an opener bulk guy really turned into a true bullpen day, and the bullpen couldn't hold it as Masevich um, gave up a couple of earned runs late in the ball game, and Texas comes back to win the ball game. It was a really wild finish. Crawford is ready. So is Kennedy. The stretch. And the right-handers, one-two pitch to J.P. Swing and a fly ball into left center field and shallow. Racing in, it's going to drop in in front of Garcia. A run scores. Here comes the runner running third. Lewis, the throw to the plate. And Kyle is out at home, and the ball game is over. One run scores. Lewis trying to score from first. The ball dropped into shallow left center field in front of Garcia. The throw to the plate after Hanniger scored. Kyle Lewis trying to score. And let's see. Lewis is out. And the ball game is over. Mariners still had a chance to take the series on Sunday, but it would not happen as Texas, they explode offensively. Ten runs against the Mariners. They beat the M's 10-2 as they jump on Sheffield. Who ends up going five innings, gives up five earned and uh, Mariners not in this one. Dane Dunning fans 10 along the way, a career high. And Texas wins the game 10-2, to and they win the series. Here's what Scott Service said after the ball game yesterday. Yeah, not the way uh, we thought this series would play out after we got the, the nice win uh, on Friday night. But uh, Texas is really swinging the bat. Uh, it's about as hot of an offensive club as we've seen uh, all year. And that combined with, uh, you know, we didn't play great defense today. And Really struggled executing, uh, you know, the 0-2-1 pit two pitches uh, here the last couple nights, and uh, they're doing damage with them. So, uh, you know, disappointing finish to the series. Uh, we just didn't play a good ball game today, and we got to hand it to us. I mean, that's what happened. They hit the tar of the ball, and um, we didn't didn't catch it as good as we normally do. And in this ballpark, as we get to playing it more and more, you've got to put up big innings, uh, and and they did. And you know, we had some chances today, um, and, and we didn't. So. Uh, with that, I'll take some questions. Scott, what did you see from Justice? It seemed like he was kind of cruising right along and then maybe lost the, the command of his slider there in the fifth inning. Uh, from your perspective, what did you see from him today? Yeah, Chef was ahead of the count most of the day. I uh, really thought he was kind of in control of it, but uh, the, the lack of execution in the 0-2-1-2 counts really hurt him. Whether it was sliders that were up in the middle of the plate uh, or change-ups that he left up and you know, typically he's better at that. Uh, when he does get ahead, he kind of tries to expand a little bit. And just wasn't able to do that today. He left some pitches there, and, and they didn't miss him. I know you didn't have the run production that you had in the, the previous two games, but, you know, seven guys getting a hit today, more than 30 this series. Uh, you know, again, that had to be a positive for you to take into Los Angeles. Yeah, we're, we're making some strides offensively. Uh, I'm happy to see a lot of guys using the whole field. Saw a lot of hits go to the opposite field in this series. It's something we needed to get back to doing coming into the series. Um, so we're, we're making some adjustments there, and it's paying off. You know, there's a lot of hits in the opposite field. Uh, we certainly saw what Texas did with it this, this series. I thought they had a really good approach against us. Uh, you know, the right-handed hitters and certainly the, 
the new first baseman, Lowe. I mean, he's geared to go the opposite field. Those guys are tough to get out, and they put the ball in play, and that's kind of where we need to be a little bit more consistent at as well. And do you feel that the errors were just kind of an uncharacteristic byproduct today? It's something that you guys will be able to bounce back from? Yeah, I thought we've been playing great defense coming into today. I, I know we lead the, the American League and double plays turned. Uh, I thought we played really just outstanding defense probably the last couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, today we didn't play plays that we typically make, you know, throwing air and a couple of fielding errors by uh, our sure-handed guys. And, uh, you know, it happens, but it's really hard to survive three errors. Uh, the team that's swinging the bat like they are over there and, and work your way through it. So uh, we'll regroup. Off day, a tough series ahead of us over with the Dodgers, and, you know, we'll be ready to go when we get over there. Uh, good to get Chargois in the game, and, you know, I don't think he's pitched in a regular game. He's been at the ATS quite a bit. Yeah, I thought uh, – we call him Chargois. We just call him Shaggy. <laughs> but uh, uh, I thought, you know, he's got a really good slider. He's not afraid to throw it. He's got a little bit of major league uh, service time. So uh, it was very calm and, and executed, and, you know, you need guys to come in. But his slider is a real pitch. You know, he's going to strike some guys out in this league with that one. Well, the road trip doesn't get easier. The Mariners will turn their attention to the Dodgers off day tonight. So a brief two-game series in L.A. Yusei Kikuchi will take the ball. Walker Bueller will go on Tuesday, 7-10 first pitch. And then Wednesday, 7-10 first pitch, Justin Dunn will take the ball. Urias, who the Mariners just faced, who was dynamite, will get the ball again for the Dodgers again, 7-10 first pitch in that one. So, you know, Dodgers have been hit by some injuries. They're definitely not playing as well as they were the first time the Mariners saw LA, but still Dodgers above 500 at 18 and 17 and they are still the Dodgers. They're plus 32 in differential. They're still scoring a ton of runs this year. Uh, you look at them compared to uh the rest of baseball they've scored 174 runs on the season boston has scored 187 now that's tops in baseball and the dodgers are right behind them at 174 so a team that's still slugging away they've had some injuries especially when it comes to their pitching staff but as luck would have it mariners a pretty bad draw in a two-game series to get the two guys they're going to get so this is not going to be an easy two games we'll talk more about that as we move on through the week well, right now we'll hand things over to Shannon Dreyer, a chance to catch up with Mariners closer, Kendall Graveman. Hey, uh, obviously you and the bullpen have been doing great things this season. It's kind of a very, very basic question here, but what do you know about this group that you didn't know a month ago? Yeah, I think going into a season, there's a lot of unanswered questions uh, about how we would compete and how we would perform. And for me, I, I got, I've said before, and I'll say it again, I told the guys at the beginning of spring, if we can go out and challenge the zone, have great intent and aggression, um, every time we go out there, we'll really get a feel of, of where we're at. Um, some guys that haven't performed at this level uh, that are doing really well and some guys that have had limited time and also some guys coming back from injury. Um, like myself and, and Keenan and even Monty having surgery uh, in 2018. So it's a good mix, a good group. Um, and right now, just really trying to get some of the younger guys that have come up uh, some experience and confidence too, to help us continue to win baseball games. So 
it's it's always going to – there's never been a bullpen that started the season and ended the season the same eight, nine guys. And there's always going to be a few few guys coming up uh, that, that are going to have to help us and continue to learn to pitch. And I think that's some of our job now, the guys that have experience to continue to teach and, and have those guys uh, learn as they go. I know how much of an eye-opener is that? I mean, it just makes so much sense that, you know, why hold back when you're trying to figure things out, go all out. But when you look at this bullpen, you are nowhere near the top in strikeouts. But right. you're, you're winning counts. You are, you know, you're improving on the first pitch. You're trusting your defense. All of these things that should add up. Uh, but it seems like that sometimes is a tough buy-in for an individual, let alone an entire group. Right. You know, our biggest thing is uh, dominate the zone. That's one thing that I, I believe in wholeheartedly that we preach here is throwing strike one because um, it stands the test of time of getting ahead of guys of what it does to averages and what it does for us, our success. And if you look around our team, we have the ability, or especially our bullpen, the ability to get some swing and miss. But over a long season, sometimes the most valuable thing you can do is go out and and throw 10 pitches or less in an inning and be ready to go the next day or, or two days following um, pretty fresh. And there's been situations. I'm very proud of our guys. Think of some scenarios where um, Stecks come in, Steck and Riders come in and he's asked to get two innings and he, he throws 20 pitches and how huge that is um, to be able to go out there and do that. And there's situations that we will search for strikeouts. Uh, like last night, you know, a double with, with one out and a man on second. I'm trying to get strikeouts in that moment. And I think, personally, uh, we have to pick and choose it, it is when we go for strikeouts and when we go for weak contact. Got one more question for you, Kendall. You've uh, The fun part of watching you out there, uh, and I like to believe that you're creating a persona. It's probably just coming along, but you did get a little bigger in the offseason. You got the beard. You got the chain. I don't think you used to walk that slowly off the field, leaving the mound. Uh, are you enjoying this? Are you getting into that side of it? Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, I've always pitched with some emotion, and the competitiveness always comes out every time I'm on the mound. Um, there's an intensity that has kind of always been uh, come along with when I tow the rubber and it's uh, really amplified being in this this role uh, the guys are, are buying into it um, it's not something I sought out it's just kind of something that the guys are having fun with and, and I enjoy it uh, I truly do I'm blessed that I have the uh, ability to be impactful on this team the influence that I believe I've been given um, to be able to um, talk to the guys and and those guys really support me. Uh, that means a lot. So it goes twofold. Um, I'm supporting them as much as I can. Love when I see them succeed and love when uh, those guys have fun when I succeed. So it is a, a moment in time where I – I didn't envision this, uh, but I'm so blessed and happy that it's kind of going this way. Uh, the nicknames, the the chain, the letting the beard ride, and uh, hopefully, you know, for me, the fans, I, I know they enjoy stuff like that too. Um, so 
trying to get some more PR a little bit for our bullpen. I think that's been one of my main goals going into this season. And hopefully we can start getting a little bit of that going as we move forward and continue to pitch really well. You know, our biggest thing is to dominate the zone. That's one thing that I, I believe in wholeheartedly that we preach here is throwing strike one because um, it stands the test of time of getting ahead of guys of what it does to averages and what it does for us, our success. And if you look around our team, we have the ability, or especially our bullpen, the ability to get some swing and miss. But over a long season, sometimes the most valuable thing you can do is go out and and throw 10 pitches or less in an inning and be ready to go the next day or, or two days following um, pretty fresh. And there's been situations I'm very proud of our guys. Think of some scenarios where um, Steck's come in, Steck and Rogers come in, and he's asked to get two innings, and he, he throws 20 pitches. And how huge that is um, to be able to go out there and do that, uh, opposed to running up counts, trying to search for strikeouts, and, and then we're looking up and there's 35, 40 pitches in two innings. So uh, it's little things like that. We have gold glovers all over the infield. Um, we have a solid outfield. And I think you've seen that. And in, in when we pitch to contact, our guys are playing really good defense behind us. And there's situations that we will search for strikeouts. Uh, like last night, you know, a double with, with one out and a man on second. I'm trying to get strikeouts in that moment. And I think, personally, uh, we have to pick and choose it, it is when we go for strikeouts, when we go for weak contact. With you, and it's so it's been so fun to see in that I think that one of the I think a prime example was that game against Anaheim. And you had a little bit of trouble. You had the base runner on second. And I was trying to figure out what you were smiling about when you came off of the field. You got that double play and you got it on a pitch that you weren't quite sure that you would get it. How are you with the changeup right now? Good. You know, I gave up a double last night on it, but I thought it was a well-executed pitch. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I'm not second-guessing throwing that pitch. Or I thought it was a pretty good location. And uh, Dahl happened to put a good swing on it. And then you kind of – you got to dig down and – continue to make pitches there uh, to get two strikeouts to, to finish that game. So still throwing it every day. Um, it's still a weapon for me and definitely I've built back the confidence um, as the season has gone along. Hey, what about the slider? I'd love to hear a little bit more about the evolution of that. You're obviously throwing it a lot more, but it's also a change pitch for you. Yeah, it's um, one of, it was a pitch that I've always wanted to throw. Uh, didn't really learn how to throw it till last year. And I think now guys have to honor something that is moving away and it's developed into um, statistically in numbers, uh, a good pitch for me. Uh, it's, it's a weapon. It's not just a show pitch. And the confidence that that gives me going out facing a right-handed hitter, I think I've seen some, some not so good swings on it, but it's also created some not so good swings on my sinker that I wasn't getting in the past. Hmm. And for me, I, that's been the biggest evolution of my pitching journey so far is being able to throw that. I think you see guys across the league and I've always kind of envied guys that could spin the baseball um, slider, curveball, whatever it may be, uh, because I was kind of on the one pitch when I was 
throwing to righties for a while. And now that I have an extra pitch and, and the biggest blessing happened, you know, going through what I went through last year and then the benign bone and then going down to, to coma and trying to figure out how to be a bullpen arm um, and being down by Rob Marcello Jr., who was with the Astros for a while. And I just asked, hey, is there any way you could teach me a slider? And I was asking pitching coaches that I've had in the past and for some reason, the way he communicated it with me and taught it to me, it, it really clicked. And and then we started with like a 12-6 trying to throw a true breaking ball and then morphed it into, all right, I know how to get my fingers in the right placement to do that. How about let's try to throw a harder pitch um, and create the spin of a slider. And then coming up, I remember working in, in San Diego when I got called back up or when I got activated again and uh, working – on the slider with, with Trent Blank, our, our bullpen coach. So that's where it kind of started. Um, those two were really influential in, in helping me to create the, the slider and create the spin and then purchasing a wrap Soto this offseason and continuing to work on how do I shape this pitch? How do I continue to um, get feedback on where I'm at with it? And that really helped. Uh, it was a, a great investment and a purchase on my part to be able to have that and have the numbers relayed to me immediately. Uh, when I'm throwing in bullpens and live BPs in the off season. So that's uh, – and then having the confidence to throw it for a strike in big moments so guys can't, when I'm behind in the count, just sit one pitch. And so for me, that's been kind of the evolution of it. Like I said, it was a, a huge blessing to be able to go and, and a silver lining and all of that is is to come back knowing how and learning how to throw that pitch. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 